0: If you dare. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VC, the sports betting network.
2: Welcome in, everybody. Happy holidays, happy new year, and happy week 17 in the National Football League. It is the Pro Football Blitz. And I am Brady Cannon, along with my partner, Mike Pritchard, live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa at the tip of the strip in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, on this first weekend of 2023.
1: Mr. Pritchard, good to be back here with you again. And, Absolutely. And uh,
2: happy holidays and happy new year to you as
1: well. Yes, looking forward to ringing in the new year, to be honest with you, Brady. It's been a nice 2022 and looking forward to 2023. But, man, South Point, it's always packed. Never disappointing, right? No,
2: no, it's uh, (laughs) the uh, holiday
1: vibe and the festivities are in the air. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I already saw Party Hats. Oh, yeah? Already seen Party Hats. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, this evening for sure. Well, there's a packed sports book
2: on your screen right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to talk what is also in the air is playoff clinching scenarios. Mm -hmm. Of course, what we have here in week 17 in the National Football League, we have a lot of those must win situations. I think this can really be uh, a handicapping advantage here for sports bettors. When you get down to this point in the season where teams uh, are forced into situations must win situations or teams that are playing for nothing playing for pride what have you trying to play spoiler. Uh, I think that can give you a lot of edges as a better, but let's take a look at some of these situations. Uh, The Philadelphia Eagles, they can get the number one seed in the (laughs) NFC with a win over the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. The Eagles can clinch the number one seed and home field advantage with a win or a Philadelphia tie and a Minnesota loss or a tie, and of course a Dallas loss or a tie. That did not happen. The Dallas Cowboys won on Thursday night and a San Francisco loss or a tie. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, I think, in the driver's seat uh, as a decent-sized favorite. It will be Gardner Minshew, at quarterback, Mm -hmm. however.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm confident Gardner Minshew. I think the Eagles are confident Gardner Minshew can get the job done uh, against uh, the Saints, too. I mean, uh, you think about that matchup, and you think about uh, the trade earlier in the year, uh, and so many scenarios get to play it out uh, at the final weeks of the NFL season. But uh, in the driver's seat, they're resting Jalen Hurts for a good reason. I I think if they absolutely need him – uh, next week, they could use Jalen Hurts, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Gardner Minshew played well enough against the Dallas Cowboys. I, I think uh, this matchup is okay for them. Uh, but I like these scenarios, though. Like you mentioned, t- so many betting angles. Um, until you can actually accomplish something, it's, it's really up in the air. Like, uh, one of the years I was playing in Seattle, we had a chance to just win a division, win in or in, right? Mm-hmm. And we blew it. We lost. Uh, so, those scenarios can happen. And, therefore, as betters, I mean, we got to be conscious of that.
2: Well, we can do a pro tip right out of the gate here. Mm-hmm. Of course, you get a pro tip on Vison across all shows, one every hour. And this is going to be kind of a theme here uh, in week 17 and probably in week 18 as well. And that is the must win situation. And there's a lot of amateur bettors or just uh, casual sports fans out there that will say, oh, boy, I'm going to I'm going to bet the Eagles here because right. they must win. Or I'm going to bet the Washington Commanders because they must win or, or the Green Bay Packers. In this case, they must win. Um, you know, our friend, Dr. Bob, we okay. referenced some of his numbers here on the show, mm-hmm. and he's a friend of a uh, numbers game with Gil Alexander. I played golf with Dr. Bob a couple times. Um, really great guy. Uh, he, he kind of coined the phrase that I love to say this time of year is if you must win, you must not be that good.
1: <laughs> okay. you, you wouldn't
2: be in that situation. If you're faced with a backs against the wall, must win situation. I mean, the teams that are good. The, the Eagles, the Bills, the Chiefs, they don't have must win situations right. just to
1: make the postseason. Yeah. What about the teams that are getting hot, though? Like at the beginning of the year, they weren't good, but now they are miles better, right? Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals, a great example, right there. But they, they're not in a must win situation. They're no, actually they're playing not. for a jockey and for position sure. kind of thing, right? But like, for instance, Green Bay, like you mentioned, um, and I, I cannot forget the landscape of the NFC with uh, all these backup uh, quality quarterbacks in the NFC. It's crazy. And now you have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady surging. Well, not surging. And what a chance to make the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And with that said, it's like now it becomes more important because those two guys have been there and done that. And if anybody can settle down everybody else and keep everything calm around them, uh, those are the two quarterbacks in, in the NFC when you think about it. I mean, the 49ers have the best roster an NFC, but they have a third-string quarterback. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really crazy. So just from a confidence standpoint, and that's what I'm talking about here, like inside the locker room, the confidence standpoint, uh, I think it is on the side uh, of Green Bay uh, in this instance and, and certainly down there in Tampa as well.
2: That's an interesting situation there with Minnesota as well. They are still pursuing the number one seed, Mm -hmm. but the Eagles and the Saints will play prior to Minnesota uh, kicking off with Green Bay. So if the Eagles win early in the day, they lock up the number one seed. Does Minnesota kind of back off a little bit? Uh, Now they're still fighting with San Francisco for the number two seed. So Mm -hmm. I would think not, but it is possible... Uh, that maybe they uh, call off the dogs just a little bit because the no, the number one seed will no longer be attainable.
1: Yeah, because the number two seed no longer gets to buy. Uh, and going into the playoffs, the buy is essential, especially if you can get that uh, just for the nature uh, of the game now. I mean, 17 grueling weeks. I mean, I, I think uh, at this point in the season, you need that bye week, uh, especially if you can secure that number one seed. The number two seed is all about matchups after that, right? I mean, who you're going to play, but... Uh, I think if you can get more rest, uh, then you'll take advantage of that. So, what your point is, Brady, in terms of if Minnesota's uh, okay, they look at the situation. Okay, we're not going to get the number one seed. Maybe in the second half, you could see uh, Minnesota kind of mm-hmm. pump the brakes and say, "Look, let's kind of start getting geared up and rest up for the for the playoffs here." I think it's possible. Yeah.
2: All right, let's get to the games, and we will go in official Nevada rotation order. But uh, please forgive me; I did move the Steelers and the Dolphins, the Steelers and the Ravens down because, of course, they were flexed to Sunday night. So not quite official Nevada rotation order. Uh, but we'll start with the Panthers at the Buccaneers, and the division title in the NFC South and postseason hopes. On the line here in Tampa Bay, at seven and eight, if the Buccaneers win the game, they win the division. The Panthers, at six and nine, they must win this game and their final game of the year at New Orleans to clinch the division. The line opened up as low as two and a half in favor of Tampa Bay, and it's now up to four in a lot of places. It's pretty much a 50-50 split between three-and-a-half or four in favor of the Buccaneers. Forty-and-a-half is your consensus
1: total. A big game, Mike, in what is a pretty awful division. It really is a horrible division. I mean, uh, we we talk about in Clown on the NFC East for a lot of years, right? (laughs) Right. My goodness, NFC South, you guys... Uh, have taken over as being <laughs> horrible. Um, but is this really going to be Tom Brady versus Sam Darnold? I don't think so, right? I mean, this is this is going to be team-oriented, like the supporting cast of Tom Brady uh, versus what Carolina is doing. Carolina wants to run the football. We know that. I love what Wilkes has created with the willingness to be physical. Uh, and I wonder if Tampa Bay is going to be able to match that because what Carolina does – is so different from what Todd Bowles as a defense coordinator wants to do, like confuse people with looks. And plus Mm -hmm. his his personnel is all banged up too. So he can't really do that. He can't really disguise stuff. And I don't know if you have to uh, or you have to. I don't know if Carolina uh, is worried about that, You know, all the different looks and confusing things for the quarterback. So Carolina will have a simplified game plan, and it's all about will. Uh, I I think – Carolina, when, when you look at the matchups and everything, uh, feeling good about Tom Brady and, and certainly uh, Tampa Bay and what they've done right there. But they, they only have one win on the road this season, which is concerning, right? Uh, one and nine in their last 10 games away from home. Talking about Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wilkes is different. This whole season has been different for Carolina. I, I still have Tampa Bay winning this, but I, I think this is going to be a tight ball game. I see a four out there. I see a couple of fours in addition to, other uh, three and a half. Yeah, there's quite a few fours yeah. uh, here in Las Vegas. Looks
2: like they're starting to disappear a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, some money possibly coming in on the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay is a league-worst 3-11-1 against the spread this season. They're the only team that is yet to cover at home. They are 0-6-1 against the number in Tampa Bay. Uh, they have a negative 7 turnover differential since week 8. That's the worst margin in the league during that time. They're averaging just 6.3 yards per touchdown play. That is better than than only the Pittsburgh Steelers. The average touchdown length coming against Carolina is just 8.8 yards. That's the lowest mark in the league. Uh, Panthers head coach Steve Wilkes, you talk about him, Mike. He's been impressive, 13-9-1 against the number as an underdog. He's also 6-2-1 against the spread in division games, including 4-0-1 against the spread as a single-digit underdog, which, of course, he is here on Sunday. Uh, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they have not won a game by more than six points since week two of the season. Tom Brady in his last four games has seven touchdown passes and nine turnovers. Uh, My numbers came to Buccaneers minus two and a half. Pick'em, and then Buccaneers minus four. I did play the Panthers in a teaser, Mike. Me too.
4: I I think they can certainly
2: win this game outright. I was a little leery about a possible letdown scenario because they were so good last week in destroying the Detroit Lions. I think this is certainly going to be a more difficult test this week with everything on the line and the pressure. I don't know if the game will be nearly as easy as it was for them last week. I didn't necessarily want to just play it straight. So I teased the Panthers up.
1: Yeah, me too. I, I teased the Panthers as well. Um, you know, again, it jumped up to four, but I was comfortable with the three and a half. Uh, certainly, or the three earlier on too. I mean, um, but this is this is an interesting game because when you can just line up and, and put on your helmet and shoulder pads and just get after it, uh, that that favors the Panthers, right? I mean. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're almost 70% throwing the football. And they're not a very good team. And they're not very good. They haven't scored a ton of points at all. Like I mean, they mentioned. almost lost to Arizona. They did. They did. I mean, it, you, you have to pull it off. And, and that's what I think could happen in this game where Tom Brady pulls it off in, in the final minutes or, or in, in the fourth quarter. Maybe a mistake or two by Carolina. Uh, so definitely comfortable uh, with a teaser situation. I, I didn't mess with the total uh, just because, you know, there could be a lack of scoring, there could be a, a drought, and then all of a sudden we see a surgence or, you know, or, or a surge, if you will, in terms of the type of points that could be scored and generated by Tampa. So. Uh, I do like uh, Carolina in the teaser, and that's what I played.
2: And, and I wouldn't be uh, – I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, discourage people from playing uh, Carolina straight up plus mm-hmm. the four points either. Yeah. Uh, I I, do, I just don't understand how the Buccaneers I, – I don't see them winning this game. I mean, they haven't won a game by more than six points since week two. How about that? If they don't win, Carolina's
1: in first place, right, along with, with perhaps others. They would
2: have to win in week 18 against the Saints <laughs> as well. But, uh Wow. I don't know. I could see the Buccaneers winning, but I don't think it's going to be by four points. Totally agree. All right. The Commanders and the Cleveland Browns next as we roll on here on the Pro Football Blitz.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is the Pro Football Blitz on v the sports betting network.
2: Winter sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for our new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. It's a whole new game. A new game on the rotation in the Washington area, the Landover-Maryland area specifically. The Browns at the Commanders, and the Browns have been eliminated from the playoff picture, and the Commanders currently hanging on to the seventh and final card spot in the NFC with a record of 7-7-1, seven, seven, Quarterback Taylor Heineke was benched last week in San Francisco. Carson Wentz filled in in that game in relief, and he will start this game for Washington at home. The line has been pretty steady all week, Mike, at either two or two and a half in favor of the commanders, and I am still seeing both numbers in the market right now. But your consensus number is Washington minus two, 40 and a half is your total.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at a headline too because, I mean, this is so appropriate for this game. NFL to tie a record for the most starting quarterbacks in the season. <laughs> yeah. Think about right. how many starting quarterbacks we've had in the course of the season. this I year. mean, the the Colts have had four, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Just that team. Isn't that incredible? But, is. um, is. 49ers have 49ers, had three. Yeah, good Lord. I mean, it really is indicative of the year. And, and I mean, the Cardinals, I mean, it's, right. it goes on and on and on. But you look at Washington oscillating back and forth. Okay, now Heineke is ineffective, even though he gave them the spark. The spark's gone. Yeah. Uh, now Carson Wentz is he a spark type of quarterback? I think he was a little bit against San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. In that kind of environment, right? Like, you, you, and sometimes teams don't prepare for right uh, for that, right. and so a quarterback, and, and that's why we all love to backup quarterbacks. The Commanders were just two and four under Carson Wentz Uh and so I'm keeping that in mind. Uh, the Browns, this is Stefanski for you, fouled up a great rushing team in order to look great calling plays to pass the football. Because Deshaun Watson, I thought he could accelerate the process. Maybe Stefanski thought so too, but the accuracy, uh, you know, all the reads that he has to go through, he's still rusty with that still, uh, and he has not accelerated that that process. I, I think an entire off season and then going into training camp and all that, and actually playing some football, uh, will help Deshaun Watson moving forward. But in this game, you know, Stefanski messing up a great thing when you had Chubb. Uh, who had so many great rushing games? He had six 100-yard games with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Mm-hmm. He has zero with Deshaun Watson. And to me, again, it goes back to Stefanski. I know he's under fire, and people coming to some, some some support for him. This is an important game, I think, for Cleveland uh, and for a lot of for a lot of reasons. The head coach, the coaching staff, and I think Chubb. I think they get back to that. Uh, the vaunted defensive front too, from. Del Rio and and the Commanders, I I mean, they haven't played that great lately. We've seen teams like the Giants and and people uh, do things up front. So if Cleveland can get back to that running game, I actually like the points uh, with Cleveland in this matchup against Washington.
2: It's interesting. You mentioned, you know, the absence of Nick Chubb, it seems when Deshaun Watson has Mm -hmm. uh, come into the fray here since week 13, the defense has absolutely really turned it on for the Cleveland Browns since watching, uh, since Watson has showed up. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have played five games in a row, have the Cleveland Browns under the total. That is the longest current streak in the league. They're averaging just 4.5 yards per play on offense since Deshaun Watson returned in week 16 or excuse me, week 13. That is 30th in the league over those 4 weeks but they're averaging just 0. 0.91 points per drive during that stretch. That is the fewest in the league. And then on defense, Cleveland is allowing only 1.22 points per drive since Watson's return. That is second best in the NFL. They have forced opponents to punt on over 48% of their drives over that span. That's the highest rate in the league. Now we got to note their opponents during that time have been the Texans, the Bengals, the Ravens and the Saints. Mm-hmm. And this applies to Washington. This will uh, support your Cleveland in the points, Mike. The teams that have faced the 49ers the following week, they're 0-13 straight up, 3-9-1 and against the spread in games after facing the 49ers. And, of course, Washington fell to San Francisco last week. Carson Wentz. Two and six against the spread in his last eight starts. My numbers come to pick 'em. Commanders minus one and Commanders minus three. I don't have a play in this game, but I do lean ever so slightly to Washington here. I think Wentz provides a spark for this team in this particular game. Yeah, they're going to
1: need it—a uh, spark from the spark, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> the Heineke spark to the Wentz spark. He doesn't present to me uh, to be a clutch player though, and I think that's what's held him back from. The moniker of where he was drafted at, and you know he's jumped around now. Then on top of that, Washington, uh, their highest win total uh, since 2016. If they win this game, think about that. I mean, this is the era uh, of Ron Rivera. I mean, they won a division with a losing record uh, years ago, a couple right. years, a few years ago. But um, yeah, it's, it's a good matchup. I think you got to get back to Chubb, uh, uh, Stefanski, and and certainly uh, pound a rocket and take advantage of, of the Commanders that way. All
2: right, the Saints at the Eagles, and the Eagles, as we talked about in the first segment, they will lock up the number one seed in the NFC with a win. And the Saints aren't quite eliminated from the postseason just yet either. At six and nine, they have to win out and then get some help from some others in that NFC South division. It looks like we will get Gardner Minshew at quarterback uh, for Philadelphia for the second straight week. Jalen Hurts, of course, is listed as doubtful, and it seems like the market was expecting this. Mike, uh, yeah. we have not seen a real ton of line movement. It's just been a point or so. But Minshew is one of the best ba- uh, backup quarterbacks in the league too. Right now, you have the Eagles favored by five and a half with a total of 41 and a half.
1: Yeah, I mean, Minshew is a quality backup uh, player. Maybe the uh, best in the league. He, he, Well, yeah, he might be. I mean, from an experience standpoint, too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of that. And, okay, we're talking about uh, a pressured situation. He's so relaxed as a player, as a competitor, too, that I don't know if the pressure of, oh, we got to win this game for home field, and the number one seed is going to get to him. Yeah,
2: I think he's a pretty cool
1: customer. Yep, yep. and they have an incredible... Uh, Attack offensively. Teams haven't caught up to what the Eagles want to do. I mean, even last week, without the mistakes, I mean, I, I think the Eagles will <laughs> run away with that game against the Cowboys, right? And uh, but they did make some mistakes, and you got to keep that in mind. But what I'm keeping in mind is the fact that the Saints—they've averaged 18 points a game in their last three games. I mean, I don't know what their identity is uh, on offense. I mean, I they go back between Andy Dalton and. And Taysom Hill, talking about Sparks. I mean, they, <laughs> it's like they keep trying to do st- stuff with Taysom Hill. Just make him the quarterback. I mean, he might be more effective uh, than Andy Dalton, more consistent anyway from a big play standpoint. But I, I just think that the Eagles have so much firepower uh, in this game. Uh, just the surrounding cast, too. Uh, it could come down to the trenches, though. Eagles 6-1 and one at home. I like that situation. Um, you know, New Orleans is tied for ninth in sacks with the defensive front. Um, and then you know when Hertz when he was out there, it's certainly the mobility. I think Gardner can move around yeah, a little too though, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so uh, it's about that offensive line. It's always about the trenches in these type of games, still. So, uh, but it's a tough number for me to play. Uh, to be honest with you, I do lean towards the Eagles though. Well, the Saints have not had a
2: run of twenty or more yards on offense since Week Six. That is the longest drought in the league. During that time. The Saints have had the fewest offensive plays of 20 or more yards. But on defense, the Saints allowing 4.6 yards per play since week seven. That is the fewest in the league. Over that same stretch, New Orleans has allowed the fewest plays of 20 or more yards. They've held each of their last four opponents to just 18 points or fewer. The Eagles have scored on over 54% of their first half possessions. That is the highest rate in the league. The Saints have scored on less than 30% of their first half possessions. That is 30th in the league. Uh, the pressure here, though, is on the Eagles, Mike, mm-hmm. trying to lock up that number one seed. New Orleans is 9-2 and two straight up and against the spread when coming off of a straight-up win on the road as an underdog, which, of course, they are. Andy Dalton, 3-0, and oh, straight up and against the number in his career against the Philadelphia Eagles. My numbers came to Eagles minus 7, Eagles minus 5, and Eagles minus 12. Uh, but I did make a play on the Saints here, plus okay. six points. I mm-hmm. was able to get six. This line has danced around quite a bit all week. Uh, like I say, not large movement, but with the speculation on Hurts or not Hurts, it's kind of danced around between five and a half and six and a half all week. And I was able to grab six points with the Saints. I have that, I think they have a good chance here with their defense to keep this game close.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Eagles are currently ranked 18th in the NFL against the run, too. And the Saints want to run the ball offensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, when Taysom Hill certainly gets in there, but... Uh, and the Saints have found some success recently uh, by rushing football over 100 yards uh, in the last couple games. Uh, Were they 2-0, and right, in the last couple games. So kind of on a roll that way. You know, the Eagles was a teaser candidate earlier on in the week for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's at minus 5.5. I mean, you're, you're taking the points with the Saints. I mean, the line has moved that way, right, in terms of towards the Saints uh, here. I mean, Gardner, he is that guy. He is maybe loose at times to make a mistake, a critical one. But... You know the Eagles—they have incredible matchups uh, across the board, though, to help out Gardner, though. Well, we we know we've talked Mm -hmm. about it. Gardner Minshew, a very capable
2: backup quarterback, but you look at my numbers: Eagles minus seven, Mm -hmm. Eagles minus five, and then Eagles minus twelve. Those are all based upon Jalen Hurts. Yeah. You know, Gardner Minshew's only played one game, so he's probably not affecting those numbers Mm -hmm. a whole lot. And you know, I mean, two of those numbers, seven and five. Uh, that, that's right on the number basically. And so if you're going to give me six with a different quarterback, somebody other than Jalen hurts. And I do think there is a pressure, a little bit of a pressure oh, yeah. factor for Philadelphia here. And the saints are kind of playing footloose and fancy free. Mm-hmm. Now they're still, you know, they they still have a playoff spot on the line, possibly yeah. if they win out and they get some help, uh, you know, in other places, but, they're they're not quitting in this game by any means
1: no but they're hard to bet though (laughs) so (laughs) welcome to my pain (laughs) with the saints and trying to have a ticket on them
2: they have been your boogeyman (laughs) the the new orleans saints this season (laughs) uh this is a biggie the the game of the week the cardinals and the falcons when we come back don't want to miss that one
0: This is the Pro Football Blitz on VCEN, the Sports Betty Network.
2: Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for only $79 and get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy a VEASAN sports betting hat, shirt, mug, and all the other great gear at our online store. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now and get VEASAN Pro access through the end of March Madness at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. The next game on the rotation here, the Cardinals at the Falcons. And of course, I was kidding on our way to break that this is the game of the week. This is maybe the worst clash of the week. It's really one of the only games that has no playoff implications whatsoever. We all thought that Colt McCoy was going to return at quarterback for the Cardinals, but word came out on Friday that he is still experiencing concussion-type symptoms, and we will see David Blau start for Arizona this week in Atlanta, and like I say, one of the few games that has no postseason implications on the line here. These teams are just not very good at all. Arizona, they have lost five in a row. They're 4-11 and 11 on the year. Atlanta has dropped four in a row. They're at 5-10. and 10. And the Falcons are the favorite here at home, Mike. We saw this number. This one has really bounced around yeah. with all the quarterbacking news in this one. Uh, and it spiked when the Colt McCoy news came out earlier this week. Atlanta now laying six points. With a total
1: of 40 and a half. Well, what happened to McSorley? Trace. I don't really know. I know. Well, I, I can tell you DeAndre Hopkins left practice yes, on Friday. He's now been downgraded to out because David Blouse played quarterback. <laughs> That's why.
2: See, this is what a former player knows, you're and right. we don't. Yeah, he's like, I
1: ain't going out there I've with had that enough. Mess. Yeah, I had enough of that. I'm getting hit And you that. know what?
2: You could be right because I think for most of the season, I mean, it almost started in the offseason yeah. with the Kyler Murray oh, yeah. uh, contract negotiations. This team has been a mess mm-hmm. in the locker room, I think, all season long. Well, they got a weak-minded head
1: coach, one. Yeah, uh, I agree. So now you're dealing with egos and, and professional athletes pay a lot of money, potential Hall of Famers, JJ Watt said I had enough too. Um no, yeah, it's it's the wheels have fallen off Cardinals a long time ago. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, on, they're uh providing skid marks and, and, and sparks <laughs> now, right? Yeah, but DeAndre Hopkins, come on. I mean, if you need an indicator on this game at all, the guy had an injury on Friday's practice. Let me give you an idea what Friday's practice is about. So walk through mm-hmm. in shorts. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna even get hurt doing that? Um but, there you go. Broke a fingernail. <laughs> something. Something. Uh, slipped on a banana peel. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, that, I, I don't know how you bet this game. I, I like the Falcons. I have liked the Falcons all year long and, and dog situations. Be, right. Because I think Arthur Smith has something going. But well, he does have injuries. It's not a deep roster. They're going to have to rebuild and build that up and make a decision at quarterback two uh, moving forward. But the Falcons are at home against the lowly Arizona Cardinals. I mean, I guess he could put the Falcons on a teaser leg if he wanted to. Uh, but I, I certainly trust would em. not. Yeah, I wouldn't lay six. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't lay six. I don't trust the Cardinals even to take six. I mean, if anything, I mean, money line, I'm not going to do that minus 280. But that's what I mentioned from a teaser standpoint. Uh, that could be attractive if you want to play this game. The Cardinals, the Bears, and the Texans are the only teams this
2: season that have trailed at some point in every NFL game this year. Atlanta has not led at halftime in a game since week eight, and here they are in the role of a six-point favorite. Cardinals are averaging just five yards per passing play. That's the fewest in the league. Mm -hmm. Only 35% of Arizona's completions have gained 10 or more yards. That's the lowest rate in the league. Uh, This will be rookie quarterback Desmond Ritter's third start He has yet to run for or throw a touchdown pass or win a game, and he's been sacked six times. The Cardinals, under Cliff Kingsbury, are 16-7-1 against the number as road underdogs. I came up with Falcons minus 4.5, Falcons minus 2.5, and and Falcons minus 6 in this game. I really wanted to play Arizona with Colt McCoy returning as quarterback, but then, of course, he will not, and and I have stayed away. I, I do not think I'm going to get involved in this game. I just can't back... You know, the Cardinals without McCoy, I can't mm-hmm. get behind. And the Falcons with a struggling rookie quarterback in the role of a six-point favorite, no thanks.
1: Yeah, not laying a six, but the teaser, because the Falcons can't run the football. And in Arizona, I can't mean, stop it. they can't stop the run, and plus they're quitting now, and the wheels mm-hmm. have fallen off. So uh, there's a strong angle that where uh, you know, to back a teaser leg uh, with the Falcons. Again, the Falcons can run the ball uh, at home. I think they're going to do that with, with certainly even a Ritter at quarterback and the injuries that they have, too, so... Uh, Carolina, I mean, excuse me, the Cardinals' long trip to go out to Atlanta, have a little fun in Atlanta maybe too, uh, and and then uh, get out of there and get the season over with. I think you make a good point. If you're looking
2: for an angle on the Falcons, and I wouldn't lay the six, but in a teaser, Mm -hmm. their locker room is a much tighter ship than what you have on the other side of the field where where it's a total mess. Good point there. They've got a coach who's starting to build a team, trying to groom a young quarterback, uh, much more stability on the Falcons' side. Yeah. All right, Jaguars at Texans. Now, this game does not mean much of anything. Win or lose, the Jaguars, they still have to beat Tennessee in Week 18 to clinch the AFC South Division. And the Texans, of course, have long been eliminated at just 2-12-1 and on the season. But they've been very competitive as of late. They took the Dallas Cowboys to the wire four weeks ago. They took the Kansas City Chiefs to overtime. Then they won outright last week over the Tennessee Titans. And like we saw Mike Vrabel do on Thursday night in Nashville – there's no reason for Doug Peterson to play his starters in this game and risk injury for the showdown next week with Tennessee. And we've seen the line dip. It opened up my uh, Jaguars minus four and a half, Mike. And now it's down to Jaguars minus three,
1: 43 is your total. Well, from a business standpoint, the Texans have no reason to win this game. I mean, if you're trying to build your football team and, Right. Secure Bryce Young. I mean, <laughs> don't win this football game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's incredible uh, from a from a drafting standpoint. And the, but the Lions moving down. I mean, the Texans they have been competitive in the last two years within this division. Uh, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, one of the few surprises this year uh, to emerge. I mean, I've said this all week on VSN in terms of there's more constants uh, in National Football League than surprises. Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, they are a surprise. I mean, they turned their season around when they beat the Raiders at home and come from behind fashion. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, this whole roster really though, uh, it's just a, a reminder that it's a young man's game and, and young players, they take leaps as they get better in the National Football League more so than older players. Older players get tend to be set in their ways. Uh, so this team is an impressionable team that way and Peterson has done a great job. Lawrence, 14 touchdowns and one interception in his last seven games, passer rating over 100. Uh, I think Peterson's playing these guys because he wants them to play to a standard. Mm-hmm. Do not let down in a National Football League, especially with a young team. If they were an older team, uh, maybe they would sit. But this is a young roster, uh, and I think Peterson is trying to send a message uh, to just make sure that you, you play to our, to our standards, uh, at least the standards that we've created this year. Houston is the only
2: team without a win at home this season. Yeah. Jacksonville 0-3 against the spread is a favorite this season, and they are also 0-3 straight up against the Houston Texans with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Earlier this year, the Texans beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Uh, They're also 0-11 straight up and 1-10 against the spread when taking on an opponent who is coming off of an outright win as an underdog, which, of course, the Houston Texans are. 42% of Houston's drives have failed to gain a first down or a touchdown prior. That's the highest rate in the league. Nearly 62% of the touchdowns allowed by the Texans have come via rushing. That's the highest rate uh, the highest rate in the league. And the Jaguars, they own the 11th best rushing attack as far as yards gained on the ground this season. Uh, if the Jaguars treat this like a preseason game, Mike, which they might do, or maybe they play their starters for just a series or two or maybe even the whole half, head coach Doug Peterson, 0-4 in the preseason this year. And going back to his last preseason stint with the Philadelphia Eagles, he was 1-3. Mm-hmm my numbers come to Jaguars -5, Jaguars -6 and Jaguars -9 but of course all of that really changes if they do end up playing their second and third stringers. I, I took Houston with the points here. I-, I don't think we get Trevor Lawrence and company for the entire game or if at all. Well, I mean, yeah,
1: I think he said he doesn't want to sit his guys, all right? But
2: but can we trust any NFL <laughs> coach <laughs> That's true, good really, point.
1: you know? Yeah, you know, I could see a scenario in which okay, if Jacksonville <laughs> Is playing and they're not playing well. Maybe you can pull them because you just don't. But then it's he like might the have competitiveness. A plan to just yeah. Play him the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, the, what
2: if he gets hurt?
1: Yeah, but you're I don't know screwed. what you're accomplished by playing just a quarter, though. You know, you get all hyped up. Yeah. You go through I, a whole I, week I, well, of preparation he, and then you he, just play a quarter. That just this doesn't seem like uh, something they should do, though. I mean, but I hear your point, though.
2: I, I just don't understand why he isn't treating it like Mike Vrabel did on Thursday night. Well,
1: cause And they were competitive in that game for Yeah, they were a young team, so Vrabel went out there with young guys, though. And so young yeah. guys are going to play like that, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I think Jacksonville's young enough to where if you let your standard go down, if you say, you know what, we're just going to wait till next week to play, I don't know <laughs> if that's a good message to send to a younger team either. I mean, Peterson's been around a long time as a player and as a coach to kind of gauge that. But... There are scenarios in which this game, in which, like you mentioned, though, that I think could happen, and and Trevor Lawrence does not complete the game that way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That is definitely in play.
2: Yeah, and I hear you loud and clear on kind of keeping that momentum Mm -hmm. and that mindset Uh, It's just a lot to risk. It is. Yeah. Uh, If if there is an injury to one of their star players, let's hope not. Uh, And uh, aside from all that, I think Houston has a decent chance to win the game anyway. (laughs) They
1: do. They've been
2: playing well, and they kind of own the Jaguars. Put them on a teaser (laughs) (laughs) to Texas.
1: (laughs) They're very good.
2: Uh, The Lions and the Bears, the Detroit Lions hosting Chicago next when we return.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is the Pro Football Blitz on v the sports betting network.
2: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see all the changes in the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that vsin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. The Chicago Bears visiting the Detroit Lions, an NFC North divisional matchup. The Lions, their run to the playoffs took a big hit last week as they were beaten down by Carolina. They are yet to be eliminated, but of course they will have to win out and also get some help. Chicago, they would enjoy nothing more than to play spoiler here and also snap their own eight-game losing streak. Detroit, they are a much different team at home versus when they are on the road. They're averaging 32 points a game, over 32 points per game at home versus over 19 points per game on the road. Mike, this is the highest total on the board this <laughs> week. The Lions favored by six points, 52 and a half for your total.
1: When you're capping this type of game, do you go back to the previous game and how that game played out at all? Maybe only the fact that they scored a lot of points. Yeah, yeah. And the way that they scored. I mean, Justin Fields threw the pick six, I think, to his yeah. teammate. Like yeah, Detroit Dakota. should not have won that right, game. Right, right. But the pick, uh, deep in our own territory. Uh, and Chicago moving the ball. And, and Chicago's going to move the ball. I mean, there's too dynamic offensively. I mean, Justin Fields, the guy who turns the game into a Pop Warner game uh, because he's so dynamic at the quarterback position. Uh, I think the Lions are going to have to find their competitive hearts on defense in this one. Um, Campbell stood at the podium and talked about how he did not have his team ready to play against Carolina. Um, that can resonate in the locker room, I think, mm-hmm. even though Campbell was really candid about that. Um, and maybe maybe too forthcoming with information that way. <laughs> um, it still could resonate. I mean, he still could fire up uh, this team. I was watching that tape, and you had a lot of guys for, for Detroit out of alignment, Uh, trying to overcompensate and play like they did at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. That's what that defense looked like to me. And I I think it's somewhere in the middle between what we saw recently with Detroit uh, and how horrible they are. But what's not in the middle is a Bears defense 31st in scoring and 32nd and stopping third down conversions. You're right about the points. I mean, I I think this uh, this could be a a high total game uh, because I, I do believe golf plays better at home. They have the weapons necessary. His confidence level uh, is sky high, too. Jamal Williams tied for the NFL lead in, in rushing touchdowns. Uh, so they have a true one-two punch. I think offensively, on the offensive line, they're stout. It's all about the Lions' defense, though, when it comes to this number. I was attracted to the Lions from a teaser standpoint. I have not played a game yet. Uh, but there is a, you know an opportunity uh, from that standpoint, if you want to see that to a pick situation with the Lions. The Bears have been
2: outscored by 84 points since week eight. That is the worst point differential in the league over that stretch. Mm -hmm. Opponents have punted on just 30% of their drives against the Lions. That is the lowest rate in the (laughs) league. The Bears defense, they force the second lowest rate. Uh, The Lions are averaging a league high 3.15 points per drive at home, but the Detroit defense is allowing a league high 2.52 points per drive at home this season. Uh, they have allowed a touchdown on nearly 30% of opponent drives. That's the highest rate in the league. The Bears defense, they've allowed the second highest percentage in the league. The Lions defense has allowed the most plays of 15 or more yards, the most plays of 20 or more yards, and the most plays of 30 or more yards. My numbers come to Lions minus five and a half Lions minus five and Bears minus two yeah. but Mike uh, I feel the best play is over the total in this yeah. game and I and I went that direction I played over 52 I got a pretty good number mm-hmm. uh, 51 and a half I believe was the opener and now we're at 52 and a half I even saw it as high as 53 and a half I played over 52. If I had to take a side, I would uh, side with Chicago. Uh, Detroit is in a must-win situation, and we talked about that. And (laughs) if you must win, you must not be that good. And I think especially against a team that, quote-unquote, has nothing to play for, they'd love to spoil the party here.
1: Yeah, they would, uh, especially inside a Division two And, you know, Iberflus has done a great job with this team, even though the record doesn't indicate that. I mean, I agree they, with they have nobody he's done on it.
2: that. He's, he's finally figured out how to use Justin Fields.
1: Right. They have nobody on the defensive side of the ball either, uh, but yet the effort's been there. So they're practicing well. Obviously, you can you can see the signs that way. Uh, and the trends to the over kind of back you up too. I mean, and maybe that's why we saw the total rise from 48. I think it was 48, right? We're open at 48 and a half, but 51 um, and 51 and a half. 51 and a half? Yeah. Okay. 51 and a half uh, slightly uh, gets to 52 and a half right there. So uh yeah, I mean, this is, this profiles to be a, a high scoring game. I think you could have 70 points in this game. Yeah, Uh
2: Probably not the case in Foxborough, the dolphins <laughs> at the Patriots, Teddy Bridgewater, We'll start at quarterback for the Dolphins. Of course, Tua Tang of suffered yet another concussion in last week's loss to the Packers. The Dolphins have now lost four games in a row. New England has dropped four of its last five, and each, uh, each team can earn a trip to the postseason with a win today and some help from others. The Patriots, they are looking to avenge a loss to the Dolphins in week one of the season. That was back down in Miami, and they'll get them at home this time around. New England a short favorite here, Mike. The Patriots laying two and a half 41 is your total
1: yeah I mean I'm looking at this matchup and uh, okay Teddy Bridgewaters had the whole week to prepare uh remember he got knocked out immediately once he stepped in uh yeah, really uh right. and then you know he was no good for the Dolphins and um the Dolphins even got to a third quarterback for for a game or two uh if I can remember correctly on that one but
2: yeah they did yeah and they were blown out by the Jets if I recall right right yeah Skyler so,
1: Thompson Skyler Thompson that's mm-hmm. the guy's name uh so there you go with the Dolphins. I mean Tua has has bought equity for this football team earlier on in the year. Um and certainly the McDaniel, the the, the scheme and everything bought some equity. Uh but now you got New England at home, which New England seems like they're falling apart. But this is a type of game that's ready made for Belichick though. Mm-hmm. Right? Because Belichick knows, I mean, you think about Miami, what they're gonna do, so much different than from Tua. They have to run the football. Miami's going to have to run the football um, with Teddy. Uh, And it's like, okay, if New England can take that away, now we have Teddy because Teddy is predictable as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that helps out the defense, I think, for New England. Uh, I have this as a a one-point game, to be honest with you, uh, favoring New England uh, at home. But, you know, you're laying two and a half. A field goal can get you. uh, And I stayed away from this game. I mean, if anything Mm – uh, entertaining a teaser leg with Miami is possible just because of the nature of what New England's doing offensively. Mm-hmm. Right? And yep. Or so, what they aren't doing. Or what they're not <laughs> doing. Right? Exactly. <laughs> what they can't do. Uh, so, but uh, there, I mean, if, if Belichick is successful, then I, I think New England wins this game, though.
2: Very good. Uh, The Dolphins, not very good. They have converted less than 26% of their third downs over the past four weeks during this four-game losing streak. The Patriots have scored a touchdown on just over 11% of their drives since week nine. That is the lowest rate in the league. Over 79% of the touchdowns scored against New England have come via passing. That is second to last in the league, but they do rank sixth in defensive passer rating, second in sacks per game, and they are eighth in yards per pass attempt allowed. The Dolphins are 3 and 0 straight up and against the spread in this series going back to last season. Teddy Bridgewater amazing here Mike, 23 and 8 against the number as a starter on the road. But he's only 4 and 8 straight up and against the spread in his last 12 starts and that includes and one straight mm-hmm. up and against the spread for Miami this season and you talk about Belichick in this situation 20 and six straight up and against the number in yeah. a final home game of the season including seven and0 against the spread when he is seeking revenge I come up with Patriots minus two Dolphins minus one and Patriots minus six. And I'm like you, I, I don't have a play in this game. I think it's very tough to call. Yeah, I, You know, if I could get three, I would lean a little bit with the Dolphins. I don't think we're ever going to see three again in this game. Um, may, And you talked about it, maybe teasing the Dolphins up is the way to yeah. go. Certainly an advantageous number scenario there from two and a half to eight and a half. But I, I'm probably not going to be involved in this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I looked at it. I mean, a field goal gets you home if you're the Patriots at home, like I right. mentioned, because you got underneath the field goal here. But uh, there are some variables, uh, and all of those are on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but this game does profile in which Belichick, the whole season has been miserable, but yet they still have a chance to make the playoffs, right? Uh huh. And this is a game that they have to win, and uh, you know Belichick, he's going to try to take something away. With dolphins, you can't run the football, period, um, and, and make it a game that way to where Teddy is going to have to some special things out there, but I I think from the predictability of this offense now for Miami, uh, there's a path for victory that way for the Patriots, but that's a big if, you know, and then also offensively holding up against that Dolphins defense, and I think the Patriots can do that even though they have been inept, but it's just a teaser situation or laying a two and a half and getting underneath that field goal. I, I would prefer a teaser, though, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, I I feel that way as well. I I think it's probably going to be a one-score game. Mm -hmm. New England's defense has been great. Matthew Judon has just been outstanding. Mm Kind of keeping this team in that playoff hunt is Matthew Judon. All right, we move to Arrowhead Stadium next. The Chiefs are hosting the Denver Broncos when we return here on the Pro Football Blitz at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.